Well, in this episode, the first two thirds is really all about the sports stuff that Bill talks about. The awesome the NBA playoffs and mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers playing for a new team, everybody. Okay. And he talks about some basketball. And then we moved on. To a 109-year-old man giving out some advice that we should all follow. That's right. Stay positive. we talk a little bit about Morgan Freeman feeling insulted. So check us out, Deacon and the Doctor. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. I'm Deacon Bill. And I'm Dr. Rhonda. And this is a podcast where we are going to talk about real events, like we're sitting at the kitchen table at home. We are sitting at the kitchen table, folks. So pull up a chair and come and join us, and welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. Quick disclaimer here. The views that we express on this show... Our views, people, our views. ...are just ours. They don't represent the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church or any other church. Or any educational institution. It is the doctor's views or my views, and that's it. But we're also looking to learn more about what you think on the show. So please share with us. You can reach us on Twitter uh, or Instagram or any of those other social media ways that you reach people. Uh, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on topics uh, or anything else you'd like us to uh, to do on this show, because the deacon and the doctor should be inclusive for everybody. So thanks for joining us. Hello, Deacon Bill. Hey, Dr. Rhonda. All right. You might hear a little noise in the background. This is our turtle it's operation. Turtle. For, for those Dr. that are regular listeners. Dr. fostered a turtle. Now, Bill is fostering a turtle, really, because he tries to feed it too much. I'm not feeding it too much. It is what it is. Me and the turtle got to eat. Everybody's got to eat, Rhonda. All right, Deacon. So, I think we got to talk a little NBA. The NBA playoffs are going. They're great, except for all the players who are hurt and all the players who are getting kicked. In the groins. And kicked out. The kickers are getting kicked out and the kickies are getting hurt. So... Um, and I think most important on that list, uh, this guy, Dylan Brooks, have you heard about, like, nobody knows who he is. I don't know. I didn't know who Dylan Brooks is, but I have saw some articles. Yeah. Player for the Memphis team playing the Lakers and he's trying to make a name for himself by bad mouthing LeBron James, right? Talking about how old he is and. Well, let me tell you what the old man doing. Winning. That's right. So what you, what you can't do is talk trash and lose. If you want bad mouth to say, oh, he's old, he has been, it's over, you got to put up some W's. And let me right. tell you what Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies aren't doing. Right. Putting up W's. Yeah, I, I just read, I didn't even realize this. LeBron, this, this playoff series uh, will mark 270 playoff games. All right. So, you know, it's roughly an 80-game season. Right. Because he's played over three years. In the playoffs. Of playoff basketball. In the playoffs. Yeah, that's pretty good. And he's averaging almost a triple-double, you know, for his playoff average. Yeah. Uh, So. That's what I I guess he's speaking with his uh, ball. That's right. And not with his mouth. You know, no, and he go. came out and said he was like, "I don't need to worry about that. I'm, right. I'm, 
I'm too old for that. I, I ain't spending any time with right. that. Right. That's young boy stuff. That's right. <laughs> he can talk to me when he's played 20 years. Right. Which he's probably not going to. And on a related note, a guy who never shies away from talking, Charles Barkley. Yes, they're childs. And I'll say, for those who may not watch the basketball games, I still think it's worth watching the TNT. Those guys are are funny. (laughs) Him and Shaq. Hilarious. So, he's caused a lot of controversy over the years, obviously, with his mouth. But Sunday may have been his most controversial comment and of what, all time. And what was the controversial comment? So he looks at everybody just out of the blue and says, cats aren't really pets. And they go to commercial. And <laughs> the other guys are looking at him like, what? Why'd you make that random comment? <laughs> right. Charles, I'm with you. So, cats do their own thing. Yeah, I don't think cats are... But they're not. A, well, I mean, maybe summer affection. I wouldn't know. I don't like cats, but they're not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm in the. I'm in the same. Well, they're pets for some people, but some not. people might have them in their house. That's what they do. Right. That's what cats are. You got. Hey, cat, come over here. Cat's like whatever. I'm gonna put my food out. That's yeah. how the cat treats you. Like, put my food out. Leave me alone. Change my. And if you don't change a litter bin. The cat start. The cat just poops all over the place. So, <laughs> all right. So neither one of us are fans of cats. That's what uh, the bottom line is. I and I, I know we're going way into deep into basketball, but I want to tell this story because I think this is important. There's a player named Harrison Barnes. Okay, nobody knows who Harrison Barnes is. Right. Harrison Barnes was drafted by the Golden State Warriors in the first round. The okay. year that Draymond Green was drafted in the second round. Now, everybody knows who Draymond is. Perennial all-star. One of the best defensive players in the league. Big mouth. Big trash talker, obviously. Um, and, and a lot of people think he'll be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer. But anyway. So, Draymond spent the first however many years of his career doing nothing but bad-mouthing Harrison Barnes. And the organization for drafting Barnes in the first round instead of him. Okay. And would would constantly talk about how he was a starter and Barnes was on the bench. And, and apparently in practice, the stories from practice is that he would just spend his whole time just Torture. making fun Torture him. of Barnes, right? So and, and unfortunately for Barnes, Draymond is like the enforcer of that team. Mm-hmm. So like Barnes couldn't step up to him and right, right. tell him to stop. Yeah. Y- you know. But I mean, it seems to me that you wouldn't allow that to fester on your team, but if you got a guy that's producing right. and another guy that's not. Right. And and when that's the guy who's like the enforcer of the team who like shuts everything else down. Yeah. Like there was a famous story, like Draymond's like third or fourth year, that one of the players, like Steve Kerr, the coach, was having a meeting. Uh-huh. And one of the players got upset, started cursing Kerr out, said, I'm out of here and just walked out. Uh-huh. And they wouldn't name the player. But everybody said, we all know the player was Draymond. Because uh-huh. if it had been somebody other than Draymond who stood up and started cursing out the coach, yeah. Draymond would have told him to sit down and shut up, and they would have done it. Okay. So because nobody... Checked or said, nobody know, said Draymond sat him down, then you... You knew it was Draymond. You knew it was Draymond. That <laughs> the was troublemaker, right? Yeah. So anyway, Harrison Barnes. So he now plays for the Sacramento Kings, who are playing Golden State. Okay. All right. This, this is where I, I know. Long time to get to this story. Yes, it is. So Sacramento down one 
Closing seconds of the game, the ball gets passed to Harrison Barnes, who has a wide-open look to win the game with a jump shot. All right. Nobody in any game in the NBA has ever wanted or deserved to make a shot more than Harrison Barnes did in that game. He would have been right in Draymond's face, beating the team. So I think you're getting ready to prove Draymond's point because... He missed the shot. He missed the shot. (laughs) I was like... So when you talk trash... there were justice in this world... (laughs) When you talk trash and you're on the, you know, the defending championship team... They are the defending champs, Golden State. You kind of, until somebody... Put you on the bench or send you home packing. You can keep on talking. Yeah, I just, I felt bad for Harrison Barnes in that moment. I mean, he's a millionaire 10 times over and all of that. I'm going to tell you this, Bill. Harrison Barnes could be right here at this table. You wouldn't know who he is. No, I, I know. I, I, just, I wouldn't know who Nobody he is. wanted to make and a shot I think in a game as much as he wanted to make that shot. Is sure. all I'm what saying. player wants to miss the shot? No, but I'm just saying, like, that one went that deeper would, than that just been, winning a game. Or, that would have been, like, take that. Yes. I got you. I got For you. For years of abuse that he had to take. And guess how much more abuse he... He probably was taken after that uh, shot. I can See? just imagine. Oh, the you choked again. Draymond just railed into it. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little football, though. Let's stay on sports for a minute. Aaron Rodgers. I feel like we're always on sports. All right. Aaron Rodgers, we all know who Aaron Rodgers is, was just traded from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. It's the been Jets a, have a chance now. You know the Jets haven't had a four thousand yard passer in a season since Joe Namath was I, on the team. I saw that on the on the little article I read that was that kind of quickly said that the Jets that was pro- before we were born. Yes, Bill. Aaron Rodgers has multiple five thousand yard seasons. Aaron Rodgers is forty. I hope they have a line that can help him out. They have a good team. So, and they poten- have, they so have the Jets, the Jets potentially are back in the mix, just like that. I wish some other local teams could uh, find a quarterback, <laughs> but they can't. The Washington Commanders might be finding a new owner, though. So we'll see if that helps yes, the situation. We, we but shall. anyway, good luck to Aaron Rodgers and congratulations to Jalen Hurts. He got paid five years, two hundred fifty-five million dollars. So how much of his guarantee? 180, I think, 180 million. So that's like the first three years guarantee? How does that work? Does it go through the five year? Yeah, I think he would probably play four, and then that fifth year is when they'll have to decide. Yeah. So what do you think about um, your Baltimore quarterback, Lamar Lamar Jackson? Jackson Still has not been paid. He hasn't been paid. Um, Someone said that. The the if he got something similar to Jalen Hurts, he might accept it. Some people say, you know, take a three year deal for, you know, right that guarantees you a hundred and eighty, and you renegotiate after the three years, like, you know, hard to say, you know, and and Lamar doesn't have an agent, right? He does all the negotiating himself. He say he don't want nobody getting his money. So. Well, I, I can appreciate that because, but at the same time, you don't, you don't have, well, I mean, he has a contract, right? He'll have, he'll just be. So he'll sign, signed. if he signs the, the franchise tag, but that's $33 million, which to you and me, great money. 
But for a quarterback who's a former MVP, it's thirty three million for the year. Yeah. So, um. Oh wait, wait, wait no, 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 his is less. Because okay. he signed, they signed him on a on like the lesser tier. I think I think his will only be eighteen million. Okay. Yeah, less than which again, I mean, crazy. It's all monopoly a- money, 18 right? Eighteen million. But right. No, Dak, I mean when Dak Prescott's making forty two to lose every playoff game. I I right? agree. Like, but so to me, you can't tell me that the Ravens haven't offered him something. He's he wanted what fully guaranteed. He wanted he Deshaun wanted the Deshaun Watson. Which thing. Fully and that's not contract. happening. I mean, I th- the owners have decided, no, we're not doing that again. Right. You know, and they're mad at that guy, whatever his name is, with his, his, his billions of dollars, I'm sure. Like, right. But like you said, that's Monopoly money. We don't know anything about that. Yeah. We got to go to work every morning. So you may not have heard of Eric Dransfield. But he celebrated his 109th birthday well, happy, recently. Well, happy birthday, Mr. Dransfield. And by all accounts, this guy is still living the life. He still drives himself around. Awesome. Still goes out to eat. Uh, he where is he from? Out. I didn't see where he was living. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I bet you everybody just watches out. Hey, he's coming. <laughs> Y'all get off the road. Pull off to the side. He's coming. He's down the middle of the road. Um, they said he still hangs out at the fire department. He was a volunteer firefighter for a bunch of years. That's cool. And um, his granddaughter, who's like our age, she's like, well, your age, I should say, younger than me. Okay. Um, she's like, he's healthier than I am. Like the ace and pains I deal with, he doesn't. He doesn't have. He still goes up and down the stairs. Still does. Like it didn't lead a particularly healthy life. Yeah, he didn't. Well, said he said he smoked for like a year, but then didn't like it, so he quit. Okay. But so you know, doesn't smoke, but like doesn't necessarily eat healthy or any of that. Just genetically speaking. Well, I mean, you got to be kind of active to be a firefighter, right? So yeah, but I, he he said he never like exercised, like never ran. Had an exercise routine like, or anything. He, he says he makes fun of people who just go running, like. What do you go running for? What are you running yeah, for? I wonder that sometimes too. I could I could relate. Like, what the heck am I doing out here? My feet hurt. <laughs> so he had some tips. All right. So I thought, you know what? If you live 109 years, you deserve to have some advice for the rest of us, right? Yes. So, so first one he said, do what you love. All right. You know, which I think is fantastic, right? Second one I thought was funny. He said, drink milk. <laughs> but right. this is one I remember my dad having in the house when I was a kid. He said he always mixes Ovaltine in his milk. So he has like the malt. Yeah. That Ovaltine like has never the malt, heard of so. Ovaltine, right? How are you going to tell me I never heard of Ovaltine? Nobody else that I've met, I, I feel like, has heard of Ovaltine. And not like, for it nothing. It was in my house. Not but. for nothing, but I saw the Ovaltine in your house. And, and, so, right. I mean, like... So that's the only reason you know about it. No, I knew about Ovaltine before I went you to did? your house. Okay. Yes. Because that malt-type drink, uh-huh. in like a lot of other countries outside the United States, a lot of people use that malt-type to flavor stuff. And we talked about this a little bit already, but he said, enjoy what you eat. Like, don't eat things you don't like. Who who eats things that they don't like? Uh, You did when you were eating vegetables? (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, never too late to change a bad habit. I like that one. You know, and if you're going to be 109, plenty of time to live life, right? So yeah. don't feel like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. And the last one I think probably the most important is, you know, positive attitude. Stay positive. Yeah. And I, I think that that one goes a long way, right? A lot of people kind of are down in the dumps over, like, it's a big deal to them. But, like, in the whole grand scheme of things, like, listen, why can't you have a positive outlook? Like, when you ask somebody, like, there's this FedEx guy that delivers at work, right? Every time. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm here. Man, that's not the attitude to have when you're delivering people's packages. Like, but that's him. Like, I'm like, oh, here comes Eeyore. Oh, I'm here. But Do you know like, on on Winnie the Pooh, there's like a whole like psychological evaluation of all the different characters, and uh, like I did this at work one day where um, we did like a little online quiz. It takes you like three minutes or whatever, uh-huh. and it lines you up with which Disney character, not Disney, Winnie the Pooh character you are, uh-huh. and then it talks about like the psychological. Or the psychology behind that character. Okay. So what so, character were you? So I was predominantly Tigger. So I was like a... Hyperactive 65, cat. Yeah. Running around. I was a 65-35 split between Tigger and Rabbit. And so Tigger is, yeah, like the the psychological condition is ADHD. Yeah. Talking all the time. <laughs> I have but to tune yes, you out sometimes. Very active, yes. And then Rabbit was um, the OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. right? And like that's a bad combination because it means I'm easily distracted. Mm-hmm. But when I get distracted, I then become obsessive about what the whatever you distracted is, with. Yes, and I forget about what I was supposed to be doing. Just yeah. why he forgets a lot of things. Um, but it's all good. I but anyway. You should take that one time and see. Maybe uh, I will. See which Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. And I don't remember which site it was, but if you Google Winnie the Pooh psychology, I'm sure you'll come up with what it is. But we had fun at work because, again, everybody kind of knew who those characters were. So it was, right. it was a fun little icebreaker and, uh, you know, not quite as formal as like a Myers-Briggs or something like that. But you could still get a little bit of insight on your, the who, team. Who you're dealing with as a <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, the team yeah. you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somebody who I think has had great insights over the year, one of my all-time favorite actors in the news this week, Morgan Freeman. All right. Uh, Morgan caused a little bit of a stir, as, as I think he has the right to, uh, made a couple of comments. One, uh, where he thought both of these terms or concepts are insulting. Uh, the concept of a Black History Month he thought was insulting. And the, the, the term or the descriptor of African-American, he thought is insulting. All right. So what was his issue with Black History Month? Why? He said, you know, why is a black man on my people's history relegated to a month? Right. And right. that's I've heard that numerous times. Yeah. I mean, but why it, isn't it just history? Right, Why is right. It, it should be history. Only in this month can we talk about what black people have done on this planet. Because like, there were so many months that black people... His, the history of the folks in this country was not talked about as yeah. far as black people go. That it's, it, it was whitewashed out of the literature or 
written in a way that suited the white man's view. You it didn't you didn't have the the complete story. So, I mean, that's why we have Black History Month. So that and of course, after you have Black History Month, well now you have a you know, Asian American Month. There's all of these everybody has a month, but I think that you know, Black History Month is probably more prominent because it is a time when when we can share not that you can't share your history throughout, right? But right. there are a lot of things right. that I think with us being in the pandemic, a lot of people realize kind of some of the historical significance of black people, you know, with Juneteenth being recognized as a federal holiday. Right. You know, some of those things that have come up, um, they play a part. But, yeah, no. I mean, realistically, yes, we should... It should be one history, the history of the United States, right? And I think but, that was his point, yeah. And and I full, fully agree with that, but you have to have everybody at the table, too. You can't have, right. you know, uh, Bill Scott, you're going to write the history for everybody in the whole world. Y- your, your history is not going to include somebody. Somebody's going to be left out, and they're going to be upset about it. You know, it's just like me saying, hey, you know, like anybody that that get that says, "Oh yeah, you know, black people didn't." If somebody says, "Hey, black people didn't do a lot to build the infrastructure of this country through slave labor," they don't understand history. Right? Then you know, right? Or to say, "Oh well, no, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that." You know, like, "Oh, the owners didn't really like." That's BS. Right. I'm, I'm gonna call you on it. So, yes, should we all be called Americans? Yes. That's why I say, like, hey, you know, yes. But when you see me, you see a brown person, you know, and because of the history of this country, some people already have negative connotations about what what they see when they see me. You know, whether it's, you know, true or false. Or if they see something that they, oh, well, I heard that on this radio or this news broadcast. So that's true about everybody. You know, yeah. that's the issue that that um, that I wish we didn't have in this country, but we do. And, and it's present as, as more people immigrate to other countries that were like monocultural in, in nature. You see a lot of the same things happening in those countries. I know I... I told you when I w- went to Italy, I, they have a lot of Syrian mm-hmm. um, refugees in the country. And, I mean, the tour guy was very, you know, made some very bad comments about the refugees. Uh, you know, they're trashing our country. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, mm, okay, lady, but if, they're, ref- if they're, they're here, it's their country now, too. You know, they're part of this. Yeah. And, you know, when countries don't, same same way people have problems with Folks coming from Central South America into the United States, you know, you form those negative opinions of folks based on what somebody says on the news, and it's it is it, right. Those biases are emphasized. Yeah, I I would say it's good getting into the term of African American. I know that's one I think, like as a white man, 
Like, I always struggle with that. Like, you're not called European American? Right. So I don't understand. I didn't understand the term African American when I want to say, I feel like early 90s, mid 90s was when it first kind of started that, that term. And it didn't make sense to me at the time. But then, you know, I, I feel like in s- sometimes I'm in a group where the preference is to say African-American. And sometimes I feel in a group where the preference is not to use that. And it's like, man, I almost, could somebody tell me ahead of time? Yeah, you don't know. You like, don't, you don't know. And I mean, I'm I, 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 slowly can, here, I can tell you for myself, like, I mean, I don't have a problem being called black, but you know, like let's, we all know, like, I'm not black. When you see me, I'm not black, you know, right? So that's, but that's the term that's better than what black people were previously called. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's a matter of, and I mean, I've never been, I, I, I have ancestors that come from Africa. Right. But I'm technically, am I African American? Because what happens when that person comes from Africa is born here in America. Now, that's the person that can say, I'm African-American. Right. Somebody My, who's immigrated you know, from they, they've Africa. Come, right. Like, that seems to me yeah. what what we hear, right? Um, but, again, I, I wish that we, we could just be Americans. But, unfortunately, right. a lot of things in this country are tied to those check, those boxes that we check. And so, that's why a lot of times, up, I... If you, if I feel like, especially in the medical world, I don't check anything uh-huh. because what you check sometimes predetermines how you're treated. I did. I, I read an article that talked about um, it was a, a study done on medical patients, white and black, and how they were treated. And it did show and increase, I don't know if healthiness is the right word, but patients did better health-wise, um, black patients who had black doctors. Yeah, like it, it matters. And I mean, I told you, I'm, I I feel like there's that, you you can, like if, if you're a white man treating me, and then sometimes even a black man treating me, depending on what you're treating me for, like, I don't I don't feel like you have the same interest in what's going on with me, you know, because you You'd don't you don't have the capacity doctor. to understand it. Yeah. yeah, like if I'm going if I'm going to talk to somebody about female issues, yeah. I don't yeah. want to talk to you about it because you're not going through menopause. Like right. it's not you know, those those are things that I feel like, you know, care care the caregiver or the um, doctor being of of a similar background makes a difference in some instances. Some people don't care. I mean, like I've seen, I've had male, female, yeah. you know, doctors and doesn't like, yes, in the whole grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter if you're advocating for yourself, but there are, I have seen male and I feel like there have been male doctors that just kind of blow you off, mm. but that's just my but do you, you know, and the th- same, this article was on like that. kind of cultural, having like a similar cultural background. This didn't talk so much about male or female, but right. Well, I could I could say like going to see you know a doctor. Well, it just it it you know it does 
And I see, and as I think about it, all of my doctors are female doctors that I see, except the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it don't really matter in that regard, right? But, you know, some people, you know, a male, if you're a male doctor and I'm like, you, you, do I need you to understand me culturally? Or if you're a person that has like a military background and you're a doctor and I have a military background and like, does that matter? Sure. But I, I don't, like, I, as I think about it, you know, you can have a conversation, you can have a different type of conversation with someone in my mind when you have some commonality and maybe from a cultural standpoint there's some commonality there but again um i don't know like maybe understanding like is a person of this background are they more genetically predisposed to certain but to me if you're a doctor isn't isn't that that piece to me if you're a good doctor you're going to you know pay attention to your your uh, population, right? So yeah. if you treat primarily, if you're white male, you treat primarily white men, then it's not in my best interest to go to you anyway because yeah. your focus and your attention is on treating the white male or men in general if you treat men. Yeah. You know, so this that's a good point point that you point out because I said, I was thinking the other day and I'm like, you know, when we go to doctor's, we don't go and interview the doctors. Right. Right? We go in with some some blind trust that our doctors are going to take care of us and treat us, you we know, see the, the diplomas on their wall and we think good things about them. Well, you know, I think we need to research some of the diplomas. But that's just me. <laughs> I don't, you know, but, I, you know, I thought, hmm, maybe we should check up on and be more, like, you got to advocate for yourself in today's times. No matter what. Yeah, anytime you're going to a medical anything, yeah, you have to speak up for yourself. And you have Or bring a family member who will speak up for you, yes. Right. I think that that's important. And, you know, I mean, we have Google now, so Google tells us everything. You can find out... WebMD. You can find out what's wrong with you and go to the doctor and tell the doctor what's wrong with you. Well, yeah, I had that experience where I forget it was like the Quest whatever where you get your blood taken yes they had sent me all of my numbers and when i went to see the doctor the doctor started reading off like the wrong numbers and i was like oh no 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 that wasn't me and i pulled it up right on my phone i was like here's my results right here yeah you know but that's uh, where you keep people on their toes yeah you can't be slipping right 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 that's important the the wonders of modern technology yes I mean, but it's 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 great that it allows people. And I I share with the coworker, I'm like, you could pull up all of your lab results. She did not know, like she well, had. You had to educate me too, so. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> she didn't know that she could pull up all of. I'm like, if you go to this place, not all you, of us are doctors, Doctor Rhonda. It doesn't have anything to do with being a doctor. You gotta know that you can look up your information for yourself. And she was like, you know, you were right. The next time I saw her, I looked up my numbers and. They, it was and blah, 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 blah. but you know we got to advocate for ourselves you got to be your own take your own best interest and keep that in mind when you're seeking out medical 
Amen to that. And I hope as we continue our Easter season, everybody is feeling the joy of the risen Lord out there. Yes. And, you know, we have to recognize that it's our time as well and that we'll have to say goodbye for this week. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.